Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Kayla Says Podcast. Um, This is Kayla. I am your host for this evening. Thank you for joining me and listening in so far. If anyone's listened to my previous two podcasts, uh, I took a week off before I said that I would actually do these every week. And last week I did not record a podcast. Um, I was spending the week with my family and friends for the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, I actually intended to uh, record a podcast with my sister, but we had some emergency things happening um, with my mom. So we ended up not being able to do it. So I uh, took the last week off and I am back this week with some, uh, with an episode um, that came up. So I'm going to jump right to it. Uh, I was actually on Twitter. I think I'm on Twitter every day, but uh, more so observing versus actually talking or saying anything. I mostly reply to people. So if anybody follows me, it's really not that interesting. But um, I was on Twitter and there's this woman that I follow uh, called um, Angela Davis is her Twitter name, but she's also called the Kitchenista. And she has these, uh, she has this really, really, really good cool easy to follow uh cook ebooks where she has like appetizer recipes um like holiday dinner recipes so if you are a woman and you want to trap a man get you these ebooks hunty because they are wonderful um and i really like the fact that on her totally sidebar by the way um but i really do like the fact that in her um ebooks she actually links out to a lot of the tools she uses so that you can click on it and it takes you directly to like the Amazon page where you can actually buy the items that she's using and suggesting. So that's actually how I got my uh, spice grinder slash coffee grinder because I am determined to make this um, delicious rub that she's made and she suggested that I use that. So not me personally, but you know, you get the, you get the point. Anywho. Um, but she was on Twitter the other day and was talking about her journey to full-time being an entrepreneur, um, slash cook slash following her dreams basically, and how she just quit her full-time job, um, maybe a month ago, a few weeks ago to a month ago. And she made this comment that I thought was, uh, so profound as well as, um, what a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people don't get, or a lot of people are afraid to take that leap when it's a moment when you need to follow your dreams and listen to where God is actually pointing you to. Uh, so anyway, she, she has this whole thread about it, but um, I'm going to read just the, the two excerpts that I um, resounded with me. Um, the first thing she said um that a friend told her that God put that horrible job in my path so that I wouldn't stay there. I took what I needed, but listened when it was time to go. So I truly believe that I've been praying for this. Sometimes it feels like I'm headed in the wrong direction, but faith gets me through it. So after reading that good word, um, it basically popped in my head that when you get out of your own way, God opens doors. And I can testify to that because that has uh definitely happened to me a couple of times in my life um god typically speaks to me 
in the form of a catalyst, like something happens that triggers other things to happen um, that pushes me in the direction that he wants me to go. Um, so I made a couple points about that. Um, if anyone's out there that's grappling with life or grappling with the next step or what your direction is or what your purpose is or, you know, where's your life leading you? Um, the advice that I can give is to really get centered and take time to form a relationship with God or the universe, if that's what you believe in. Um, and what will happen is you will start to be, you will start to be able to listen and know when God is speaking to you. That way you can use that information to move your life in the direction that you want to go. So first thing I wanted to say was, uh, be honest about what you really want, like really, really, really want. Um, last year I was in a place where I was totally and completely miserable. And what I realized was God had to put me in that space and put me in that place in order to break me, in order for me to break down, to get me to tell the truth of what I really honestly wanted. Um, it's, it's devastating when it's happening because it's like you're, I don't know, it's like an internal struggle of trying to take the path that you think you should take or take the path that you yourself are pushing yourself into and not necessarily taking the path that God wants you to take because he wants us all to, to live our life to the fullest, to his glory. And he gives us all these traits and these skills and um, things in order to get us to utilize them. Obviously we have free will. So whether or not you want to do it is up to you, but you're not living your full life and reaching your full potential or fully using the gifts that God gave you in order to be a blessing to somebody else. Like the whole point is for all of us to, God gives us blessings so that we can be a blessing. Um, so when we, when we downplay ourselves and belittle ourselves or we don't follow the, the dreams and the hopes and the wishes that God puts on our hearts, then I really feel like we're not fulfilling the full glory of what he wants us to do. That's just my personal opinion. But anywho, I was, uh, last year I was super miserable. I was in, um, a bad place to the point where, you know, I really had to sit back and think, okay, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And I knew that where I was, was not it. I absolutely knew that without a, a shadow of a doubt, like this ain't it. This can't be the end of the line for me. Um, and um, at the time I was living in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, I had moved there um, a few months prior from Raleigh, North Carolina, where I had a house, I had my job. Um, and I was just there and just like, this is not it. I don't want to be here anymore. And, um, maybe a few years ago, uh, where I was, when I was going to DC pretty heavy, um, on a monthly basis, I wanted to move to DC like three years ago. 
And, um, but at the time I was like, well, that's probably not going to happen. You know, I have a kid and I don't know how that's going to work and da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, the stuff that you do and talk your, how you talk yourself out of doing things that you really want to do. You think about all the crap and all the ways that it's not going to freaking work. Um, and so last year when I was in that space, I said, okay, I can't live here. That's just every, every fiber of my being rejected being there. And I said, okay, God, you know, help us sister out here. Um, and basically I said, all right, well, I could go back to Raleigh. And even that I could, I could feel it like in my body, just rejecting like girl, like God was saying, girl, this ain't what I'm trying to point you towards child. And I was like, ugh, I don't want to do that either. And, and, and I said to myself, where do you want to go? If you're being totally, completely stripped down and honest with yourself, where is it that you want to be? And I said, I want to be in DC. And it was like a light bulb that went off. Like, okay, this is the truth. Make it happen. So, you know, that's how God talks to me. At least I don't know how he talks to anybody else, but that's how he talks to me. And so I made the decision to make moves to move to DC. Um, which brings me to my second point. Once you choose to live the life, live your life fully the way God intended, the blessings will flow people. So once I made that decision to move to DC, that's when I started looking at, okay, what is it that I want to do? Let me look at jobs. Let me look at school. Cause I've wanted to go to graduate school to get, um, a master's degree in like cybersecurity or information to other information technologies or information assurance or blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, let me start digging into some programs. Let me see what's happening. Let me apply to some jobs, blah, blah, blah. So one night, um, and mind you, when I'm in a space like that and I'm super stressed out, I really don't sleep. So I have insomnia pretty badly. And so it was one night where, you know, I would fall asleep at nine or 10 and wake up again at three in the morning. And then I'm up for the rest of the day. So I was like, well, I'm up. Let me look for some jobs. So I went online. I started looking at government agencies because I really wanted to be able to pay for graduate school and working for the government was a way to do that. And, um, I started applying for jobs and I applied to a few government positions. There was one uh, government agency I applied to. Honest to God, it was like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. And I heard from them in mind. And I don't know if anybody out there has ever applied to a job with the government. Applying to a job with the government is like taking your resume and just throwing it in a pit and hoping somebody will hear back. Basically, it's like this this bucket of unknown where you never hear back from anybody ever. So uh, applying for jobs with the government, knowing this is what I did. So anywho, I applied at like, what, four in the morning? I lie to you not, by 9 a.m. the next, the same day, because this is 4 a.m., by 9 a.m., five, six hours later, I got an email from the recruiter saying, hey, we want you to take this assessment. And I was like, oh, snap, that never freaking happens. So I took this assessment and it was one of those like, how smart are you and what's your personality type joint? And I had to do a writing sample, which I am not a good writer by the way. So I'm like doing this. And after I do the assessment, I was like, oh no, I may not hear back from them because... 
it don't look good. I don't know, dog. Like, it didn't seem like anything. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, it was timed. I, like, answered the questions. Uh, some of the questions I, I was like, oh, well, this is like analogies. A chick is smart. I can do this shit. Cool. Hell to the no. There was a couple of them damn questions where I had no idea. And I'm just sitting on it and sitting on it and sitting on it. I was like, oh, time's running out. So I would just quickly pick a, pick an answer cool so i didn't hear back for a few weeks and i figured it was a wash like okay that was cool i didn't get anything i'm not gonna hear back next thing i know i get an email from the same place saying hey we want you to fly out to dc we're gonna fly you out to dc to come in for an in-person interview what and at the same time i was applying to another uh private company in the dc area and they were also like, hey, come out to D.C. So actually, I ended up flying out to D.C. twice for two separate interviews um, earlier this year. And But anyway, I say all that to say, honest to God, the, the day after I decided this is what I wanted to do, it was like God was like, finally, girl, I've been trying to push you into this direction for God knows how long. About damn it time that you decided to freaking listen to me. So good. Now that you out of my way, I can give you these freaking blessings. Like once you are, once you've gotten out of your own way, now let me bless you and show you this is the direction that you need to go. So, you know, once I decided that job opportunities miraculously and immediately opened up and that was really the confirmation I needed, um, to continue to move forward in what I'm, what I was doing. Um, the third thing that came up was, was faith and keeping the faith. So, um, I ended up, uh, interviewing for both, uh, both places. Uh, the government place actually ended up giving me an offer. Um, and that story is so funny because I believe I interviewed on like, I want to say a Monday and after the interview, I was like, well, I don't know how it went. I don't know. I didn't hear anything back. Um, I mean, I, what if I don't get it? You know, the stuff that you do when you're human and you think about all the ways that you're not going to get what you want when you really, really want something. And so I'm in my head like, well, maybe I should have answered this question differently. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh my God, I'm probably, I don't think I'm going to get it. I don't think I'm going to get it. Come Friday of that same week. I get a knock on my door from FedEx and they handed me a package that um, included my freaking, op- you know what I tell you, it wasn't Friday, it was Monday. It was Monday or Tuesday of the next week because I feel like that Monday was a holiday, a government holiday. Tuesday of that next week, I get a package from FedEx with my freaking offer letter. So mind you, I spent that whole last week in my head saying how I probably didn't get the job. And when I looked at the 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 date of my offer letter, the date of my offer letter was the day after my interview. So while I'm sitting here fretting about what's going on, God already took care of it and had my letter on the way. Amazing. I know. So that's when I say like, keep the faith whenever you are doing scary things like that, when you step, when you're stepping out on faith and you're stepping out of your comfort zone and you don't exactly know what direction you're going in and you feel like you're all over the place, 
it's still worth it. If you have divine confirmation that these are the moves that you need to make and doors are opening in the direction that you have decided to go because God has told you this is where you want to go, just just flow through, follow through, keep pushing. Because even right now, I moved to D.C. Um, not too long ago. And even though the circumstances of me getting here was pure and simple freaking hell. Once I got my offer letter in and I found some schools for my son and I told his father what was going on, by the end of that month I talked to him, I was getting sued for custody of my child. And oh, with a restraining order to boot to keep my black ass in North Carolina or to keep my black ass actually in the county that I was living in. But that's another story. So I spent all of this past summer from May until August, the very end of August, in the midst of uh, a custody battle, which included a week of trial. So that was probably the most devastating thing I've ever had to deal with in my life. And I sympathize for any and everybody that's ever had to go through that because that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Um, In addition to the emotional trauma of that situation, there was also financial trauma because, of course, now you're paying a lawyer. And if anybody's ever been to court and you had to go through a week of trial and your lawyer is hourly and you're in you're in you're in court from nine to five every day, you do the mother trucking math. So, you know, it was emotional trauma. And it was financial trauma on top of everything else. So when I moved to D.C., it wasn't exactly under the conditions that I had hoped and what I had originally planned for in the beginning once I made the decision that this is what was going to happen. So even though I'm where I want to be, though it's not exactly how I wanted things to play out, it's still in his divine order. Because there's a reason why he put me in that position. There's a reason why he he uh, set it up so that, okay, I couldn't get... Um, I'm actually living with a friend of mine, thank God, um, which is a blessing in and of itself. But, you know, there's a reason why he set it up so I would live with somebody. Because after the trauma of going through a custody battle with people... And going through a trial where every single thing you've ever done is nitpicked to death and every decision you've ever made, even though you're the primary caregiver of your child, has been nitpicked to death and questioned and people try to question your character and your parenting skills when you've done absolutely everything you can for this per- this little person that you created and the other party ain't done but so much, but you know do what they want to do and live their life, um, regardless of what the actual needs of the child is. But when you go through that, I know that God wanted me to be in a place where I'm, I can heal and be in a place where Charles and I both can have somebody other than each other to be around and have another energy in the house besides the energy that we had and the energy I was dragging in from North Carolina. Um, because I, you know, it it was a mess to say the least, but that in and of itself was a blessing and living with my friend is definitely a blessing because 
you know, is somebody who is, it was basically a safe haven and a safe space for us to be in, um, while I'm healing from the trauma of what I went through, um, these past few months. So again, you know, it's, it's not in the exact space that I wanted to be in. Everything's not perfect the way I wanted it to be. Every day I'm grateful and every day I look at my son and I'm happy that I get to be his mother on a full-time basis and I get to, you know, see him every single day and be with him every single day because it was, uh, it was very close that that might not have happened. So it gave me a greater appreciation and a, and a greater gratitude. And even when I'm in traffic in DC and sitting there and looking at people and, you know, folks is driving crazy or whatever may be happening. I still sit back and I say, it is a beautiful day in the district. Every day is a beautiful day in the district because I'm, I'm happy to be there. And I'm happy that I said what I wanted to do last year and listened to my heart and followed my truth. And God was faithful and God followed through and he made a way when there was literally no way. So I want to say too, as a converse to that is if there's something that you think you want to do and you are trying to force it to happen, if you're forcing something to happen, that's a sign that it is not your time. If you, let's say you want to move to New York and you live in Florida and you're looking for jobs, you're looking for internships, or you're looking for schools or anything like that, and absolutely nothing is coming through, stuff that you're qualified for is not coming through, that is a sign that it is not your time. You should not be forcing a situation, period. You know, that's just not something that should be forced. That's really a lot of times God protecting you from what he sees is going to happen because, you know, he, he knows what's going to happen if you take a certain path. So what he tries to do is protect you from that. And if, and if you keep pushing the issue, eventually God's going to be like, all right, go ahead, child, go ahead, girl, do you boo. You ain't going to like it. You're going to regret it, but I'm going to still pick up the pieces after you've broken yourself. So if you're forcing something to happen and nothing's working, let it go let it go. It is not your time. It is not for you. And that's not to say that it won't ever happen. It's just to say that this is not now. This ain't the time for it to happen. Keep waiting because in the midst of your waiting, God is preparing you for the blessings that he has for you. He is preparing you for the blessings that he has for you. And that goes towards so many different factors in life. If you are struggling and, and trying to get a promotion at your job and nobody is listening. Nobody's appreciating the work that you're doing and blah, blah, blah. Keep the faith. Keep working hard. Keep pressing. Keep fasting. Keep doing what you need to do to get to where you want to be. And when the time comes and when the door opens and when God says, okay, now it's time, you are going to be prepared and you are going to be great at it. God does not, what is it saying? God doesn't Oh, God doesn't something to qualified. He, God doesn't call the worthy. He worthies the call, the called. So keep that in mind. Like as you're working, that goes for relationships. 
if you are single and child, I'll be trying to tell myself this all the time. If you are single and you can't get a date or you can't get anybody to call you back or you can't get somebody to whatever it may be, stay single, boo. You need to be single because God is preparing you. Work on other stuff. A lot of times, especially as women and women, when you start to get into your 30s and you're wondering where he at, though, girl, if you think about it and do the math in your head, let's say you get married at 32. And what? You live to what? Your late 80s. You still got 50 something years to be married. You have your whole rest of your life to be married. Enjoy being single. Work on other stuff. Get your cooking skills up. Learn how to manage your finances. Work out. Exercise. Travel. Do all the things that you want to do because you won't have no man and no child to hold you down and hold you back and 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 stop you from doing whatever it is you want to do appreciate your single time appreciate your single season and take full on advantage of that moment um because again god is preparing you for something he's preparing you for what's in store so forcing these relationships like you forcing a ponytail is not going to help you it har- it does nothing but harm when you force a ponytail you lose your edges so don't be trying to force situationships for some man who ain't for you. You don't need all the men. You just need one man. That's all. So keep the faith. Keep things moving. Keep things going. Do whatever it is you need to do to enjoy your life and live your life to the fullest and always live in your truth. Um, that's, I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I have. So Thank you for listening to me rambling on for the past 20 something minutes. Um, And I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Bye.